Ay, ay, ay. Hola, amor. Hola, cariño. Hello, and welcome to Uy, Que Horror, a Latinx horror movie podcast with Johnny and Eileen. I am Johnny. I'm Eileen. Hi, Eileen. Hey, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Ho, ho, ho. Feliz Navidad. Feliz Navidad. Prospero año y felicidad. You know, now that we're on the subject, that song is apparently widely disliked. I love that song. You know, I also love it because it does include two languages that I speak. But also, Jose Feliciano has a beautiful voice and is blind and plays the guitar like a motherfucker. Did not know these things. Yeah, and people are idiots, so suck it. Makes me move every time, makes me smile and happy every single time. So, we're fans over here at Uy Que Horror. (laughs) Yeah, Um, suck it, everybody that doesn't like it. So, you fucking Grinch. Uh, so this episode is coming out just a few days after Christmas, I believe. Yes. Close yes. enough. So before we really dive into this, I just wanted to make the briefest announcement. Please. So I am usually part of the cast of A Christmas Carol over at Ford's Theater in Washington, D.C. I've been doing it for like five years. Uh, it's a joy It fills my heart every year. It's a cast crew full of friends. It's so much fun. If you don't know, Ford's Theater is where Lincoln was shot in the head. Sure is. Full of history. (laughs) But this year, clearly, COVID-19 is everywhere, ruining everything. So we couldn't do it. However, we did a radio play version, which... So we're after Christmas. It's going (laughs) to (laughs) premiere at noon on Christmas Day on NPR, but in the Washington area. If you do not live in the Washington, D.C. area, totally cool. You can find it at fordstheater.org or literally just Google Ford's Theater. You can find the link there. I believe it's on wamu.org, W-A-M-U.org. You can find it there. It's an hour long. You're going to hear my little voice in there. I literally play young Scrooge at one part. (gasps) You know you want to hear that. So uh, I play young Scrooge in, um, if you know Christmas Carol, it's when he breaks up with I'm so sorry. It's when Belle, his love interest when he's younger, breaks up with him because he's becoming like this money-obsessed person. And she's like, ah, you know what? I like (laughs) to put coins in me purse. (laughs) How did you know my lines? How? (laughs) How? And you know what? I usually don't play that part, but I think they just needed like a differentiation in voices. So I play that. I'm in it for point three seconds everybody but i'm in it so check it out but let's (laughs) get into what we're actually doing today so we're flipping things around because johnny was like dude i found this movie we should do it for like christmas time and so usually it would be my pick but we're going for a second johnny pick in in a row i like to stay holiday thematically what whatever you know what i'm trying to say i like to be like it's around the time so let's celebrate it however to try to find a christmasy movie from latin america was not easy however i found a movie from mexico Mm -hmm. and it is literally called santa claus and it's (laughs) like apparently was is like a very popular film and technically not incredibly horror based you got no okay everybody (laughs) this is not a horror film say you were watching this stoned 
and it was the middle of the night, you'd watch this and just be like, what the fuck am I watching? Yeah, yeah. It's, and, yeah. I mean, technically, it's the English, the sometimes known English name of this film is Santa versus the Devil. <laughs> which I prefer. Which, I mean, that's what we've been calling it ever since yeah. we decided to do it. But it's technically just Santa Claus, yeah. Santa Claus. Yes. But here at Week Your Road, we're calling it Santa versus the Devil. Absolutely. So, Santa versus the Devil is a 1959 movie from Mexico directed by Rene Cardona and mm -hmm. written by Rene Cardona and Adolfo Torres Portillo. So, thanks, guys. Thanks for writing and directing thanks, this. Thanks, guys. <laughs> it's, it's legitimately, like, it has the old school vibes of like old timey Hollywood. It fully totally. it filmed in a sound stage. You can tell, like besides like a handful of shots, and it's it's like while watching it, I was like, it's ridiculous, but it's giving me the feels that I would that I like around this time. Yeah, totally old school Christmassy feels. Big yeah. open dance numbers, shit like that. Uh -huh. Big sets, stuff like it was cool, you know. So yeah, uh, let's talk about this thing. Let's talk about this. Let me give you the teeniest synopsis Please. from IMDb. <laughs> Santa Claus, Santa Claus, uh, Santa versus the devil. Uh, with the aid of Merlin, Merlin. 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 Yeah. Merlin. Yeah. Uh, with the aid of Merlin, Santa Claus must defeat the evil machinations? Machinations. Ooh, machinations? I, I think it's machinations. Ooh. I think it's machinations I, as listen, well. Listen, can just commit to Merlin and machinations. <laughs> with the aid of Merlin, Santa Claus must defeat <laughs> evil machinations oh machinations God. of the devil pitch to ruin christmas this yes. out of all the synopsises we have done in the past few months is the worst to describe this film i feel i guess that is yeah let's talk about this i would also like to say that so usually we watch this movie twice um just to like really kind of get it in and uh you can find this freaking everywhere we found it on YouTube. youtube so i watched it dubbed in english and i watched it in spanish and i'm interested to kind of get into like the subtle teeny tiny little differences in there right let's go to space because that's where we're going first everybody here we go are we yep. ready <laughs> yes ho 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 so we open santa claus versus the devil with a shot of castles floating on on clouds in the night sky so the voiceover in English is like, you're in outer space. But in Spanish, it says we're close to el cielo, which is heaven. Mm -hmm. It's a, you know, kind of the same thing. We're in space slash we're close to heaven. We're up in the sky. And yeah. immediately I'm like, oh, this is like sci-fi Santa. This feels sure. sci-fi. The voiceover <laughs> then tells us that this palace of gold and crystal is where Santa lives. None other than San Nicolás de Barí. He lives here, so let's get closer. How about it? Here we go. I don't know who San Nicolás de Barí is. That must be some... We talked about San Nicolás de Barí in, uh, in when we were talking about Krampus. I was hoping we there like, would be a connection here. What about St. Nick? And then we found like 80 different versions of Santa Claus, St. Nick, St. Nicholas, and this yeah. one from Greece, and the other one from I don't know where the fuck. So, And I remember one of them being San Nicolás 
Saint Nicholas of Bari. And it was like the patron saint of like shoemakers or some shit. Some weird shit. Of like like pawn brokers. (laughs) Yes. That's what it was. That's totally what it was. So so we kind of get this smoke fade in, which happens a lot throughout this movie. Oh my God. They used... That smoke machine was their num. It, it was number one on the call sheet. Uh, absolutely. <laughs> like, like every all the actors, fuck it. No, we he need the fog machine. We need that motherfucker. So smoke machine leads us into our first shot of Santa. He's setting up a nativity scene, and this Santa, I mean, ep- epitome. Great costume, big and jolly, big white beard, lots of but hair. Like fake, fake beard and hair but it looked like uh, decent and real enough for you to be like yeah that's fucking santa (laughs) great great santa so he's setting up a nativity scene in his castle in space and he's like oh time's flying i gotta finish making all these gifts for these kids in the world and this castle interior this set is very cool looking i was like it gave me uh like if this El Santo movie we saw, it gave me that vibe. But like, if they had a little bit more money than El Santo, one hundred percent. I was like, this reminds me so much of El Santo because we get a lab later on. Yeah, and I was like, oh ho, oh, oh my god. I mean, it makes sense. <laughs> ho 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 <laughs> ho ho. Oh my god. But it makes sense because it's a Mexican film. But agreed that yes, they do seem to have like kind of a fatter budget here. Yeah, but it's all like it's all white. There are these beautiful like Moroccan arched way yes, doors very and everything. Beautiful. It's really mm-hmm. pretty in there. So he walks over to this white <laughs> church organ. He starts to play it, and uh, so did you have the subtitles on for this fucking thing? Okay, YouTube did me dirty because I watched it in Spanish and I was like, okay, captions. So, but you know, YouTube captions are garbage sauce. How does that work? Brother, I don't know. Yo estaba, ¿qué? No. What? He's Jesus. literally like, la, 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 (laughs) la. And in the captions, it says, Oh, no, 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 no. That's what it says in the captions. <laughs> so he sits down at this church organ. He's like pulling on levers and he's like pretending to play it. At the front of this organ, like right in front of his face, there's a screen and it says, Juguetilandia, which basically means Toyland. Yeah. The voiceover tells us this is where the toys are made by other children of all creeds and races from all over the world. These children join forces to make the children of the world happy. And so then, not elves, small children. And then we get all of these <laughs> shots of these kids in Juguetilandia, which is another cool set. There's snow falling, there's candy canes everywhere. But before it was even like, let's introduce you to the children of the world. I was just like, oh no. Something racist oh. this way comes. <laughs> so the first country that, like, it says Africa on the on the screen. And I was like, oh, God, here, no, listener, it's just straight up racist right from the top. Absolutely. So it shows these children from Africa and, it, like, they have a group of black kids and they are in... Leopard print tidy whities They're literally in leopard print tidy... Playing drums. Yeah. Literally every child in this next sequence that feels like it goes on for half an hour... Yes. S- ...sings a song. You hear them speaking. 
except for the children from Africa who beat on drums and dance around. And I was just the first. That's the first group of kids. And not even dance around like I'm happy and deep, no. deep, 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 deep. No, the most I'm going to say 90 percent because I wrote down which country actually had like emotion to the face. But every single child in these shots is I, the first sentence I wrote was, the children are comatose. They're they like are- looking blankly off into the distance. And as this like little boy from Africa, quote unquote, is like banging on his drum and like glazed eyes. It was upsetting. It, the kids from Russia look like zombies. They're white, <laughs> but painted white. Not just and like sitting in a Cadillac car, like one of them is sitting in a tiny car and just like, and they're like singing in Russian, yeah, quote question mark because I yeah. didn't know, and yeah. I, it was just like, and you know, little kids singing because it's not good little kids singing. It's like, no. and you, I'm like, <laughs> who knows what this is? The worst of this. So, um, England was pretty bad because they're singing London Bridge, and it is. A hideous nightmare, but the worst is falling down. (laughs) The worst, though, was the United States of America, and these two kids, like dressed as cowboys, like okay, they're singing "Mary Had a Little Lamb." They even they're singing, and they go so off. Granted, they're children. Okay, I get it, everybody, but let's have a little fun here. But they literally look at each other, so confused, like. No, you're wrong. Are you wrong? Who's wrong here? No, it's not. This is bad. But they just keep singing. It's Mary had a, had a little, lamb, little lamb, lamb, little lamb, little lamb. We we nailed it. That was it right there. That's literally what they do. So we get also to Mexico and we see a little boy, honestly, kind of creepily bouncing around playing a guitar. His name is Pedro. Thank you, because I did not know that. So Pedro is like, he's kind of one of our main kids. So just remember that name. So and they we... sing La Cucaracha. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and we cut back to Santa. He's like, ho, 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 that was so fun. And then two of these Mexico kids from the musical group come, come in, Pedro and some other kid. Pedro hands Santa this kind of weird Satan-looking firework thing. Santa's like, how the hell does, how does this work? And so one of the kids hands him a sparkler. Santa lights it. And the Satan kind of starts spinning around. Because it's, you know, it's lit like a firework. And that shot kind of dissolves into hell. Hell. So (laughs) here we are in hell. We get a dance sequence with a bunch of Satans in red bodysuits. And when I'm telling you, it's like quintessential Halloween. It made me think of Problem Child. Do you remember the movie Problem Child? It's been a long time. There's a scene where he wears like a full little tiny kid, little kid red like devil suit. Yes. It reminded me of that. But also they are all wearing what I refer to as Hamlet shorts. Yeah. You Foofy know those shorts. like, yeah, those Shakespeare shorts that look like they belong on turkey feet. Like those little like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They're all, That's yeah. what they were. They're all wearing that and like doing a dance number in hell. Red bodysuit. Foofy turkey leg shorts, hooves, goatee, huge red ears, painted red face, cool horns. Like, it is the full, full thing. So they do a dance number. They're surrounded by these kind of weird white figures that are creepy. But then we hear 
Did you not notice that? The little, they're just no. standing there. You see him for 10 seconds. It doesn't matter. So then you hear the voice of Lucifer coming from like this huge fire. And he's like, everybody disappear except for Precio, which is mm-hmm. pitch. But let's pitch. call him Precio because. Precio. Which this means. Is a mo- this is a Latinx yeah. <laughs> fucking podcast. So Lucifer was like, Precio, I got a job for you. You got to make sure that all the kids on earth do bad deeds and you can't mess this up like previous years. And if you do, if you mess this up, you're not going to eat fire anymore. You're going to have to eat chocolate ice cream. And Precio's <laughs> like, no, I got a sensitive stomach. I hate it. And he's like, listen up, Lucifer, you got it. Here I go. So he accepts the challenge. He goes vanishing off. And then we cut to Precio. He's like sitting on top of a smoking mountain. He's just kind of evilly laughing. He sees a newspaper that says, El Espíritu de Navidad trae la paz a la tierra. And he sets it ablaze. Yeah. And so... The spirit of Christmas brings peace on Earth. Yes. We then cut to this nightmare Santa Claus <laughs> robot in a shop. Oh my that's God, like- Johnny. I literally like verbatim wrote... Nightmare Santa robot. (laughs) He's hideous. Go away. I don't. I hated it. I literally wrote, wow, I hate this. He's horrifying looking. So he's like bouncing around a robot, you know, and he will not stop laughing. The camera pans and we see that we're in a toy shop and outside the glass windows of these toy shop. It's just like kids are crammed up in the windows. It made me think of of in San Francisco during Uh Christmas. The Macy's downtown always, the ASPCA uses the storefront windows, like the windows towards the street where people are like walking down the street, Mm -hmm. usually have clothes and whatever Macy's has to sell. During Christmas, they bring in uh, kittens and puppies that are adoptable. Not and, like dogs and and then they put them in these window fronts so that people and literally it gets so crazy. People just like like these little kids like f- pressed up and these kittens are playing and the puppies are like wrestling. It's the cutest. That's fucking thing. so sweet. This was a nice 1950 had a nice 1950s feel to it. Yeah, just very like department store Christmas yes. time. It's cold outside. Here I am looking at t- I don't know. It, it, it was cute. So the voiceover says, these kids are awaiting Christmas Eve. They're trying, they can't wait to see what gift Santa will bring for them. And the voiceover focuses on a good boy. That's literally what they call him, like a good rich boy. We get three different examples. We get a good rich boy. Mm -hmm. We get a good poor little girl. Mm -hmm. And then we get three bad kids. Three ruffians. Three bad boys. Like that are grouped together as like the bad yes so the voiceover never tells us uh what the what the good rich boy's name is so he'll just be the good rich boy Uh, he's this cute little curly haired kid his parents take him off when we focus on the poor little girl we find out that her name is lupita she's adorable so cute she's so cute she just wants a doll. That's all That's she it. wants. And I would say this girl is four, maybe five. She is a wee she thing. Is, either she is all, not only like super young, but I feel like she's also just really teeny for yes. her age because she is so teeny tiny. So the mom takes little Lupita away. We then focus on these three ruffians. <laughs> Two of them are wearing leather coats. <laughs> <laughs> so they like <laughs> shoved their way into this crowd. They go up to the windows and they're like, cool, toys. 
the voiceover is like, these are clearly maleducados. These kids are bad. So Precio, like, you know, appears like out of thin air. And you can see him kind of like, you know how you have like the angel over one shoulder, the devil over the other. That's the idea here. And he's kind of whispering at them. You don't hear what he says, but he's got an idea. They go off and sit on a street corner. Precio again appears and he magically places three stones behind them, which the three boys grab these stones and throw them through this window and shatter these store windows. Which I was like, there is enough people there. The crowd is so large in front of this storefront that I'm like, these little kids, if they didn't hit that glass, they hit some old lady in the back of the head, dude. You're telling me these <laughs> these tiny little children all, no, they hit people, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. So we see that a stone hits that terrifying robot Santa, but then we kind of crossfade into Santa back at his outer space laboratory. And <laughs> he's like, Malito Precio, if only I could go down now on Earth and show him what I could do face to face, but I can only go to Earth on Christmas night, so it's not gonna happen now. Although it's not Christmas night that he can go to Earth, it's Christmas Eve. I think that's what that meant. That's what that means. All right. Yes. In Santa's palace with him, there's Pedro, there's the little Spanish girl? Mira. <laughs> well, who cares? It doesn't matter. She's She speaks Spanish, but I feel she's oh, where either she's like from? Italy or whatever. But she speaks Spanish. And then there's a tiny little Japanese boy. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there he's wearing like a full traditional Japanese outfit, it yeah. looks like. Yeah, and so is the uh, little girl. She's wearing some sort of tradition. They all, the three kids are. And yeah. they're kind of like Santa's helper crew. So Santa's This is where like, I wrote Santa's laboratory looks like a set from El Santo. Okay. <laughs> because we have we learned that Santa has these machines to help him keep uh, in or find out like who's being good, who's being bad, what mm-hmm. kids want for Christmas, blah blah blah. So there's one machine that looks like a face like it's a mouth it's got two meters as eyes and this huge i don't know protruding knob as a nose and the mouth speaks like what the little kids are dreaming or talking about or whatever and then there's a telescope that is basically an eye Mm -hmm. and uh and then there's an ear that like listens to things so it's all these senses that like help santa out it's el oidor la boca que todo lo dice which okay we're talking about a children's um movie now so i feel weird saying this (laughs) do you know what a flesh jack is Yes, it totally looks like a fucking, a flashlight. It lo- a flashlight. Flashlight. That's yeah. what it is. El, el telescopio and el ojo mágico. So Santa's like, let's use our lab stuff to find these kids. So the so Pedro's like, ojo mágico, look for Lupita. The mouth says, listo. So a scope with an eye at the end with like a full lash set <laughs> comes out of the palace. <laughs> It comes out of the palace and it starts to search. We hear like beep, boop, boop, balap, boop, beep. And we see that Lupita is in Mexico. So we zoom in on Earth and we cut to little Lupita. She's in a marketplace with her mom. She's watching this terrifying a puppet nightmare show. puppet show. This is where I'm saying like there are sequences in this film that are meant to be fun and cute for kids. However, if you're an adult, you would see it and be like, absolutely. Although even as a kid, you'd be like, no. I think I... 
I also think this is like a 1950s, like yeah. this of the time, because even back then, like, I feel like a lot of toys and dolls and things were made to look particularly either realistic or a certain way that actually makes them look horrifying and yes. these puppets are exactly that and the puppets are like kissing each other but they're they're two male puppets and mm -hmm. like one of them is kissing the hand and then they're kissing the face and then they start fighting each other like hitting each other and then kissing each other again i was like what is the story in this puppet show <laughs> well lupita's watching it and all these all these kids are like ha ha this cool puppet show she does does not like this show she is at not all. into it so her mom grabs her they start to walk off and lupita straight up passes by a little like vendor's table she grabs a doll tries to hide it and walks off oh my god and the doll is big like it's mm -hmm. half of her oh. body and she tries to hide it in her tiny little cardigan which is like a, a washcloth she's fully like and nobody can tell right even when she like Girl. she grabs the dawn goes walking off and the voiceover is like lupita no her mom turns around and sees her and she's like lupe come mom can you not see <laughs> what the you hell's going tell. on here so Hello. lupita like she comes she walks up to kind of halfway to her mom and stops and then precio boom he appears out of thin air he again does his like whispering thing and he's like you Fucking can take it pressure yeah no one saw you so but then the good voicer was like don't do it and little lupita's she a good little girl back. so she puts it back she then walks up to her mom and is like walking away but she's looking back longingly and Precio straight up appears again. He's like, tonta, you're never going to have a doll. He's a fucking asshole. He's an this, asshole. To this poor little girl. And then, but the voiceover is like, that's not true. It's going to be okay. Good girls will get their reward. Yeah. And uh, then Lupita sees somebody grab that doll and you see her crying and it's like, it's okay, honey. You're gonna it's okay, be, sweetie. Okay. And Santa, Santa's back up there, and he's like, "We won!" <laughs> and then the little girl, that helper, <laughs> I laughed so hard at this nothing line, but the way she said it was, "Y los otras niñas," and I, <laughs> I don't know why, but I literally had to pause so that I could cackle to myself for fifteen minutes. Like you know that. E either her mom or her dad was like, look, you need to lay nail your one line. So yes. we need to rehearse this. This girl was prepared. She was resonant. That voice was warm. She was ready yes. to deliver that line on set. <laughs> y las otras niñas. <laughs> yep. Action. Oh, my God. I think that's her, possibly her only line. I honestly don't she, remember. Plus, I it think was she says of, something else, but still. It was kind of hard for me to, like, I really had to, like, lean in and sometimes go back to understand what the kids were saying just because this movie is so old. old. But also, like, the the adult actors obviously are, like, like, Santa is clear. You can understand him. Like, his Spanish was, like, Sí, claro, estamos yeah. hablando perfectamente bien. And but you're these just are like, children. Great. These are kids, and they're like, <laughs> and you're like, yeah. oh, okay. You can tell great. like that the people try to get them yeah. to you know deliver, but it's hard to kind of decipher what is what some of them are saying. So sure. Santa's like, we won, and then that little girl belts her line out, and then. <laughs> Santa and his little kid crew are like, you know what? Let's go look at the rich kid. This is creepy that they're just spying on these people. So also, 
they have to like uh Pedro asks the telescope slash eyeball. He has to say like a like an incantation so that it'll mm-hmm. do it. He says, Por tus mágicos poderes, encuentre el niño que quiero, aunque sea en un agujero o entre mil pa- o entre mil paredes. Which means by your magical powers, find the child I need. Whether it's in a haystack or like a needle in a haystack mm-hmm. or in between a million, um, a thousand walls. So it's just like, okay. I'm glad you caught that because that was another thing that I was like, what are you saying? <laughs> I don't care, Pedro. Whatever. You're saying some sort of spell to this thing. So then we yeah. zoom in on the little rich boy and we find that he's sleeping. So Santa's like, let's look at our crystal brain thing. So we're like, oh, another magic science lab thing. Conecta la antena, capta sueño is what it was. You mean the ear in the pasta strainer? It is an (laughs) ear. So there's like, it's like a two-part system where he's like, what what did he call it? I cannot keep this Capta sueño. Capta sueño. So there's the crystal. Right. There's the crystal ball, which is kind of just like, it looks like a piece of circular plastic over some like lights and stuff. But uh, attached to that, I guess, is what looks like, you know, like a TV antenna dish, but it looks like an ear, an actual (laughs) ear in a pasta strainer. So this ear, I guess, is going to capture this boy's, can see the boy's dreams. Yes. So then we are actually in his dream we see the little boy he walks into this beautiful huge living room that clearly is amazing i bet this was actually somebody's house in mexico possibly mexico i don't know something i feel that sounds stagey really but really yes they'll trick you those motherfuckers sure yeah they'll build that set but i believe that apartments like rich apartments like the way it was decorated was impeccable i was like mm-hmm. if i could have my place look like that now oh, it was so like, cool mid-century modern kind of jam it was very very cool so he walks into this awesome living room there are two two huge gift wrapped boxes. boxes and so inside the boxes he opens them up and there are his parents in there which is honestly like kind of creepy that they're yeah. in there but basically the moral of what we're seeing here is that all this poor little rich boy wants is his parents so he's very lonely he's an only child his parents are always going out and doing whatever so he's like can they just come home and hang out with me <laughs> Be We've, my dad and my mom. Yeah, can they just, Shit. you know, f- like fulfill their roles as my parents? So then we spy on Lupita's dream. We see her sleeping at home. And this little girl, I think she looks asleep. She's actually oh, like, she's, boca yeah. abierta. She's like, <laughs> yeah. asleep. We see her mom is like sewing and her very Hot handsome dad. <laughs> Dude. Her this? dad was, I was like, Excuse me, Dad, you are yeah. hot. So hot. He's like, he's a very handsome, mustachioed, great haired, like, I'd say 30s to 40s ish Mexican sure. man. Ooh, he is gorgeous. So he looks very weary. He comes in, he puts his jacket on her, and he's like, I wonder what kids dream about, honey, to his wife, to which the mom says, Well, I used to dream of angels, flowers, castles of sugar, but sometimes that damn devil would pop up and then boom 
Boom. Here comes Precio. Fucking Precio. So, Precio blows on little Lupita, which I'm like, can you get your gross breath away from me, please? You know that that little <laughs> girl was thinking. We see Santa and he's like, oh, no, 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 no. He's going to make her have bad dreams. And so we then cut to Lupita's dream sequence, which is a fucking nightmare. <laughs> I, first of all, she's... they we. The, it's a big old, again, another big soundstage yeah. situation. There are, it's like a half moon shape around her. She's right in the center and a half moon shape behind her of like giant same, gift wrap same boxes. Gift boxes. Yeah. And they all open and inside she's holding the doll that she tried to steal from the market. And inside are human sized versions of... Of all, and there's like what, like twenty of them. There's a bunch of them. And there's a bunch of them, and they all come to life and start doing a dance, and they have a face in the front and a face in the back of the head. Well, first of all, since this is kind of low quality because it's an old movie, when the box is open and you see them back there, the faces are kind of you know blurry. So they look yeah. scary. And when it yeah. shows up, the faces, it's like one side is happy, one side is sad. It was straight up. I think it's like the mayor from Nightmare Before Christmas. Yep. You remember? Yes. They do this dance around little Lupita and one of the dolls, it like closes up on like the sad face and the doll's like, be a bad girl. <laughs> like keeps berating this poor little child and Lupita repeats over and over six times over. i counted it was it i rewound it, felt, it so that i could count it it felt like 20 times it really did because it, it was the door the doll kept saying like vos tenés que ser una muchachita mala and she's like no yo no quiero ser mala yo quiero ser buena how many times <laughs> do i have to tell you scary doll i'm a good girl fuck i don't off. want to be bad i want to be good Poor so thing. clearly this is the precio influence in her dream lupita wakes up and she's like oh that was horrible she calls for her mom and that's the end of that little terrifying sequence <laughs> we cut back to the santa crew and santa's again like fucking precio just wait till i see you face to face and then Pedro's like, oh, wait, you know, let's go find the three little ruffian boys. So... And the little Japanese boy. <laughs> he says something in Japanese to the magic eyelash telescope. <laughs> I'm assuming it's the same, like, sure. spell that Pedro says. And then the the pasta strainer ear thing can kind of, like, <laughs> hear the little ruffian boys talking. And then the flesh light, flesh jack mouth thing... <laughs> <laughs> tells us what they're saying. I'm. This is so offensive, everybody. I get it. But that's what it fucking looked like. It looks so, like it. <laughs> so this was a scene where I was like, kids, enunciate. I do not know what you're saying. But they're basically like, Mira, no. esos tres, those little, those, the three of them in particular, the bad boys, they often like said a bunch of shit to each other throughout the movie whenever they were on screen. And it was like, I was like, what? Who, I thought maybe. Who, what are you saying? The idea was that one of them was actually like kind of a good kid, but I don't know. I have no fucking clue. I don't so, think so. The one line that I heard uh -huh. that I was able to clearly get was, Portarse bien es muy aburrido. Sure. Being good is really boring. Yeah. And then the other thing was, Santa's old. Santa was like, 
Excuse me. Uh, he took offense to this. Rude. So we, the, he then uses the like actual eye telescope lash thing, and he sees that these boys are under their bed, and he straight up talks to them and is like, "I can see you." <laughs> they hear that, and they're like, "What the fuck?" So they <laughs> they go running off. We yeah. then cut to our poor little lonely rich boy. He's writing a letter yeah. to Santa, and he's just like, "Look." All I want for Christmas is to hang out with my fucking parents on Christmas I, Eve. I it broke my heart where he was kid. like, "Solo quiero estar con mis papás," mm-hmm. and I was like, "Poor thing, that's it." And then we see all these other little kids. It's like a letter writing montage, and we see one little boy being like, "Bring me a brother, please," mm-hmm. and then another another one in like what seemed like an orphanage, and he was mm-hmm. like, "Can you please bring me some parents, even if it's just a mom?" And I was like, "Jesus Christ, oh my fuck. God!" Also, the boy who asked for the 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 little boy who asked for the for the a brother. brother He's writing this letter, and li- he might as well be writing in the air. He's All just... of them are like, I'm writing, and it's the hand is going too fast for They're doing writing. jumping jacks, it's, basically. It's fully. <laughs> but then after the little boy that asked for parents, he's there's another little boy who's like, I want an electric train, a bicycle, a plane, a real horse. He <laughs> just keeps. Everything. uh, Ridiculous. We then also see the ruffian boys and they're like, let's write a letter telling Santa we've been good. They like wink at each other. And they're like, we'll we'll get him. (laughs) So then we get like a montage of all these letters being mailed and we're in a post office where some dude in one of those weird like half visors. Like accountant hats. Yeah, exactly. He's like, like green visor. He's like counting the letters. He says, Santa Claus, Santa Claus, Santa Claus. Because <laughs> he, he's counting all these letters. He says it 157 times. And then finally, <laughs> after he says that, he's like, al fuego. And then a dude takes all these letters and throws them into an incinerator. I found this clever. The idea is that at the, the post office, they're like, fuck these Santa Claus letters. But right. the trick is, the magic trick is, he throws them into the incinerator and they're magically like levitated off into Santa's into magical sci-fi castle. And he gets it, like he is waiting at like a hole in a wall and yeah. he's like waiting for these letters and they like fall out of the hole on top of him and he's in like full glee like yay letters for santa (laughs) yeah it's he's kind of like they still love me they still remember me he's really he really cares about how people think of him this this is true and in this kind of opening where the letters are pouring through on one side it says verdad which means truth on the other side, it says mentira, which means a lie. And then mm-hmm. in the middle, there's like a little stork that says Paris. So the kid who asked for everything, he's like, that was the truth. You were good. So he's going to get all, he or she is going to get all those 70,000 gifts. gifts. And then he reads the, rough, the ruffian's letter. He's like, you're full of shit. No mentira. And then we cut to Juguetilandia, where kids of the world are making toys for the rest of the kids of the world. I hope everybody's following this. This is ridiculous. <laughs> Santa comes out. Santa comes out and he's making an announcement. He's basically like, hey, you. Hurry the fuck hurry up. up. It's almost Christmas. Basically, I'll just be chilling over here. So yeah. for some ridiculous reason, Jonathan, we cut to Merlin's workshop. 
what is he doing in this? I don't know. He, I don't this know. This is our second lab that we get. It's another yes. lab. Mm-hmm. Santa's like, Merlin. Hey, Mago Merlin. Mago Merlin. Hello. And Merlin is just like a tiny old dude who clomps around everywhere. Mm-hmm. And Santa's like, okay, my guy, I need sleeping powders. I need the flower that makes me disappear. And uh, and Merlin's like, all right, let me collect this pollen from these big ass flowers. Let me collect the scales from these weird butterflies. Mm-hmm. I was like, yo, Merlin is a mess. Cause he's like, he goes back and forth, forgets the pot to collect the things. Yep. And it's a moment where these two old dudes are like, you're old. And he's like, no, you're fucking old. And so it basically- kind of funny. <laughs> it was really yeah. funny. And then after Santa sees, collects the powders. So the powder that Merlin makes is a sleeping powder. So it mm-hmm. helps- keep the little kids asleep so that santa can walk in without you know being seen Mm -hmm. and then the flower he sniffs it and disappears and then sniffs it again and reappears Mm -hmm. and then after santa hangs out with merlin he meets his shirtless hairy friend yawong yawong so from far away he's a blacksmith and i was like "Ooh, okay yawong but then we get a close-up and this man looks like a caveman and i from far away it looks like this beautiful chest of furry hair but you get close that is wig hair glued to his chest <laughs> yes they fully were like you're not hairy enough we'll just cut this wig up and glue yeah. it to your body and you're you'll literally be extra manly the wig you're wearing on your head let me just snip off a few pieces and glue it to your chest but the and purpose so Yawong, of, uh-huh Yawong, the blacksmith makes a big ass golden key Mm -hmm. so that santa can get into any house that he wants so santa walks through all these doors and then we cut to like an open keyhole doorway that he comes out of we get this shot of his legs and it looks it looked i was like is santa about to pop a squat because he kind of like spreads his legs but then starts shaking and then we zoom out and we see him i don't know what the fuck this thing is called but he's using like one of those (sighs) me neither 1950s waist trimmer things that's literally like a belt that you strap onto yourself that shimmies you. And jiggles you. And he's having the time of his life. He is ho-ho-hoing. And uh, so the voiceover is like, Santa's gotten fat. He can't fit in the chimneys, so he's got to exercise. And then he's got like some test chimneys. Uh Uh-huh. In that machine for 0.5 seconds. So and then, then he, he's like, oh, he's thin again. Let, right. He tries to get into one of those fake chimneys because it's it's his training grounds. So this right. is a training area for him mm-hmm. to make sure that he's fit enough to get into these chimneys. Which he can. He crawls into yeah. one. He tries one and he's like, and he's I like, did it. it. <laughs> so then we see a sign that says Trans Heavenly Airway Flight SC-707, the Super Reindeer Special red carpet flight to Earth, Mars, Jupiter, Saturn via the Milky Way. So we get our first shot of the reindeer as a bunch of singing kids walk in to get these reindeer ready. And so Santa comes, this is, we're basically preparing to send him off on Christmas Eve to deliver these toys. A Russian kid comes up, says something in Russian, which suggests (laughs) he's basically suggesting that they turn the reindeer into Sputnik, which was very topical at the time. 
I got a little quote here because I was like, I have a vague idea of what Sputnik is. So it says here, History changed on October 4th, 1957, when the Soviet Union successfully launched Sputnik 1. The world's first artificial satellite was about the size of a beach ball, blah, 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 and it took about 90, 98 minutes to orbit Earth on its elliptical path. So basically, it's just like, look at us, aren't we timely here in 1959 talking about Russia right. and Sputnik? What? Wow. So <laughs> Santa is like, no, these reindeer are slow, but they are trustworthy. I'm going to stick with my reindeer. Okay. All and right. Pedro comes in with a list of kids. He's like, hey, Santa, you need this list. Santa's like, I got a great memory to which Pedro very smartly puts the list into the sleigh. He says one of my favorite like slang sentences, like colloquialisms uh-huh. in Spanish that is por si las moscas, which, uh-huh. which if you translate it literally, it would be in case of flies. Sure. Weird. Por yeah, si por si las moscas. Yeah. Like I, it's my family says it a whole bunch, and really? so it was nice to hear por si las moscas. And That's, he like yeah. slips. I didn't just even in catch case. that he said that. Yeah, just yeah. in case just, is basically. And he's listen. Pedro is very smart. Like he knows. So Santa's like, it's almost ten o'clock. We got to get going. Pedro says to him, "Look, make sure you are back before first light, because if you don't." Those reindeer will turn into dust, which is a twist I've never heard. Me neither. There's also no Rudolph, and these reindeer right. are mm-hmm. white, and they are wind up. They're yes. technically also toys, I guess. They are toys. Yeah, which, you know, I guess, listen, we're on a budget here. How are Fuck we going to? Quien sabe. But so Santa's like, yes, of course, if I don't make it back in time, I've had to stay on Earth, and I'd starve to death, because here, we only eat cakes and ice cream made of clouds, but on Earth, they eat everything, including smoke and alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> and Pedro's little face is like, I'm huh? sorry, Terrified. <laughs> Terrified. Then all these other kids come in and they singing start... Singing a song. Lo- they're singing a song. I didn't catch a word of it. They start loading up the uh, Santa's bag in the back of the sleigh. Santa sings, a lo- sings some verses here in the lowest okay. bass. Okay. <laughs> I've ever heard. I don't know what he was saying here. He was like, I literally wrote, whoa, Santa's voice. Because <laughs> it was just like, yo quiero que me lo regalo. But like and 10 I- times deeper than both of us trying to do this. It's so I can't. Crazy. It doesn't matter what he says. It's a song. They say yeah. it. It's basically like, let's go give these toys to people. So yeah, so then Santa... <laughs> turns on the reindeer they come to life and it is straight up remember evil dead 2 the deer on the wall there's like a mounted deer head on the wall that comes to life yes this is evil dead 2 except christmas version yep so these Uh reindeer are not cute they are no they're terrifying the reindeer even starts to laugh the evil dead 2 reindeer you know what it sounded like it sounded okay remember in batman the very first one with jack nicholson when I when he dies and he falls at the end and you hear that ha 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 and yeah. he's still laughing and there's like a little like bag with a recording of him laughing it yeah. sounds like that laughter creepy awful so, yeah so uh, so Santa boards the sleigh off they go we get kind of this slow ass shot of them traveling through the sky they almost crash into the moon we zoom into the earth the voiceover is like where are we going first. 
We then cut to Precio. He's kind of snoozing it up on a roof next to a chimney. I guess kind of like waiting for Santa to arrive. We see our poor little lonely rich kid. He's getting tucked into his bed by his parents. They're clearly dressed up to go out for Christmas Eve. And yeah. they're like, they're like, wait till you see how many gifts Santa got for you. It's going to be so much fun. And the mom says, if you get bored, you can practice your piano homework. I was like. If I get bored, that's what you want me to do? Ma'am. These so parents. He, they leave to go party it up. He falls asleep. We see our three ruffian boys and they're, they're like scheming. They're like, listen. We're going to kidnap Santa. We're going to take his take bag those of toys. toys. That's the gist of it. I couldn't pick up the rest of it. Oh my god, they were like, we find Lupita. She's at home. She's looking out the window at these kids playing in the street. And so she's she asks her mom, Hey Ma, who is Santa Claus? And her mom explains, Well, it's basically that robot that you saw terrifying <laughs> laughing in the store and so Lupita says, So he's a robot. <laughs> so the the mom's like, No, 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 no. He's a man. He brings gifts to good little girls, to which Lupita says, well, I'm a good Uh, little girl, and I've never gotten anything from him. No, no, that's not what she says. Oh, excuse me. She says, it's different. She says, then I must not be a good girl because I've never gotten anything from him. Which is heartbreaking. Awful, because she is a great girl. So she's like, I'm a bad girl, basically. Yeah. And then, and the mom um, is literally punched in the gut by that yeah. because she's like, "My poor fucking kid, I'm poor. I can't, I can't get afford my anything. kid a goddamn thing." These scenes with Lupita and her mom were clearly very melodramatic, but were c- convincing enough for me yeah. because the mom is old school fifties acting here. Like it's a lot, but it still is endearing. It's very sweet. It works. Yeah. yeah, so so the mom's like, well, just ask him. You know, like, ask him. We'll see what happens. You can tell the mom is like, oh my god. What do I do? I don't know. <laughs> what do I, I don't say? Know. The mom says, anoche buena. You know, this night exists because the child of God was born and he was even poorer than us, to which Lupita then, sweet baby, says, well, if Santa... I'm going to ask Santa for two dolls because then I'll give one to the child of God. She is a sweet little baby. She's so cute. So the mom is crying. She's like, that's great, honey. Let's pray. Let's pray on it, basically. Yeah. So we cut to Santa sleigh again, and we are approaching Mexico, which is very exciting. Precio is freezing his hell ass off on a rooftop, (laughs) and he's like, I just wish for the fires of hell. He hears Santa approaching. He starts a diablura, which basically means like his mischief. He's like, he pushes a chimney out of the way so Santa can't go in. And this wide-legged squat that he gives you to push the chimney. I just want to say, Precio, the actor who plays Precio is very, like, thin man, Uh but he is, like, nimble. Like, my guy, throughout the... Whenever he has to, like, do some devilish shit, he, like, will... He's very light on his feet and, mm-hmm. like, jumping and doing. Like, he's very physical with his tiny body. And it really works for his, like, devil self. Absolutely. So this wide... This wide-legged <laughs> wide leg thing. push of the chimney was very funny. Good physical comedic acting. I read a review because yeah. I was, you know, trying to do my trivia stuff after. And there was one review that was like, he's a little light in his loafers. That is the wrong um, idea here, sir. Doesn't that is that incorrect. Mean gay? 
yeah, that means gay. No, that is not the case. This dude is just, his physicality is fun and light. Yeah. Uh, it's, he's good at it, basically. He's like, very he's, good. He's mm-hmm. good at it. So Santa <laughs> shows up on this <laughs> chimney. He's like, oh, I smell sulfur, which means that Precio has Farts. been around. He's doing his diablura. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and the, he tries the chimney. It clearly doesn't work. So he takes out a little baby white umbrella and <laughs> he flies off the roof. But the shot... I'm telling you, they were like, hey, Santa, we need you to hold the the umbrella, smile, and just slowly squat out of the shot. It's so, so bad, but so Uh, funny. And the umbrella is so teeny tiny, and he's just smiling goofily, like, wee. I wish we could show you, but it's just like slow descent Uh. out of screen. And then they actually do show him like descending. Use the strings are they keep him kind of in the top of the frame, but to, you can still, see, thus, those you still see the damn strings. It, it like the mo- the most visible strings I've ever seen in a movie. Truly, and th- but they do give you this cool shot of Precio like smooth criminal style looking over. Annie, are you okay? Right. Smooth criminal. Are you okay, Annie? It's kind of creepy just that he can do that. So Santa uses his magic gold key. He goes into this house. Two kids in bed hear him. So they're like, oh, shit, Santa's coming. Let's go find Santa. Then he he powders their ass. Yeah, so he powders them and boom, they're asleep como troncos, as the (laughs) voiceover says. Precio then is like, I'm going to do another diablura. So he puts the chimney back into place. He's going to try something else. But Santa hears him do this, so Santa blows into the fireplace ash, and it goes up the chimney and explodes in Precio's face, leading yep. him to give us like a comedic like hand under the chin. Oh, oh look at oh, my face! Oh boy, full of ash. <laughs> we then cut to yet another house, and Precio is nimbly bopping around this hat, this house. As Santa tries to come down the chimney, Precio blows fire in the fireplace and basically sets Santa's fire, Santa's ass on fire. <laughs> but Santa's like, yep, oh he's shit. He's like smashing his butt. He's like yeah. slapping his butt trying and to get the fire off. He's full of smoke. It, it turns out. And then Precio's like, I got him out of the chimney, so let me heat up the door handle with my fiery breath. Very Home Alone style. Absolutely. So he's like, this will make sure the magic key won't work. And also Santa will burn himself, but Santa is fully watching him through the windows. So Santa and so he's sneakily, like, suck it, goes yeah, in he, through the window. He goes in and he leaves a, some toys. And one of the toys is a little cannon, which he's like, got an idea. He aims that little cannon at Precio's butt and boom, he fires it into his ass and Precio bounces around. So Santa's like, ho, 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 I nailed it. He... <laughs> sniffs his flower he disappears we then cut again to our rich boy's huge living room he can't sleep because he's lonely and bored as hell so he comes down he tries to play his piano he's not feeling it the the voice over here is basically telling you what we realize like hey parents don't give your kids gifts give them love and affection and attention so he goes to sit in this huge armchair by a fire he falls asleep Santa comes in through this huge fireplace yeah. and he's like, I'm going to magically allow this boy to wake up and see me with my dream powder and kind of like in the kid's dream state so he won't quite know if he's awake or asleep. I think he technically is like 
he'll be awake, he'll see me, this is actually happening, but the powder is supposed to make it feel like it's dreamlike. So, I mean, you know. And the mom later says something similar to this, so it's kind of Mm -hmm. like, oh, maybe they had shared experiences. So the boy then does wake up, and he rushes into Santa, up to Santa, grabs his leg, and he's like, Santa, you love me at least, which is so sad. But then Santa picks him up, and it looks it looked weird. He to me. manhandles that kid like that was he weird. like picks him up, and it was almost like the kid was made of blocks because yeah. he adjusts him in a certain way that I was like, did he break his back? It's it's how you would hold like you you should be holding a baby. However, this yeah. is like a five six year old boy, maybe older. Too, it's yeah too big was, to hold like that. Yeah. So Santa holds him weirdly. He says, yes, I do love you. Your parents do too. To which the kid is like, are you sure? <laughs> like, do they? Santa's like, yes, they yeah, love dude. you. I- I'll work on it. Okay, like, yeah. I got you. And he's like, the kid falls asleep in his arms. Santa puts, puts him back into the armchair. And he tells the kid, I mean, the kid's sleeping. But he's like, when you wake up. You're going to be real happy. So yeah. We'll see what happens. So off we go. We cut to these parents. And look, I'm just going to say, were I a parent, this is who I would be. I want to go to this party. You got a good kid. You're going to a fun Christmas party on Christmas Eve. You're you're de- desperately in love with your... Pa- come on. This yeah, is for sure. The they look great. This, this they couple great. is so attractive. Yes. And this, like, hand shows up holding a tray. Like, mm-hmm. you don't see the rest of the body. All you see is on one side of the screen, it's the couple sitting very close together, being very, like, lovey. And then this hand with two smoky mm-hmm. cocktails approaches. And all you hear is the voice being like, here, here's a delicious cocktail. And they're like, what is this cocktail? And the the voice is like, oh, it'll remind you of love and how to be in love and love. And they're like, oh, we know about love. We love each other so much. Don't you love me? I love you, dear. Yes, dear, I love you. And the voice is basically like, no, you selfish fucks. How about the fucking kid you had at fucking home? Drink this cocktail and remember love. Uh, your kid. Yeah, he's the voiceover has to keep insisting, like, no, you, no, no, <laughs> you need to remember the greatest love of your life. Which, yes, you two love each other, but it's like you made a child together. Love yeah. your child. And they're like, you but idiots. What about us? We love each other, but I'm in love with him, and I'm Wait, in love with her. But let's can Wait. we remind you, we're in love. Like I really love her. I you love me. I love. It's uh, just the I love stupid. You. So they do take the drink, which looks really cool. I would totally drink this drink. Hell yeah! And uh, they they're shocked when the waiter has disappeared and the lady's like you know the mom is basically she says that wasn't a waiter and that reminds me of someone i knew when i was younger so mm-hmm. i'm thinking maybe that's the link like she might have had the same kind of dream sequence thing yet she was awake when she was a child like her son does but honestly doesn't matter who cares because the dad is then like you know what i really want to hang out with my son right now isn't that weird <laughs> Isn't that crazy? And then they put he puts her little <laughs> stole on and they fucking fuck off because yeah. they're selfish motherfuckers. So they arrive at home and they embrace their kid. It's adorable. It's sweet. 
Yay. He Yay, got his Christmas wish. You did it. We're so Very happy. Very nice. We then cut again to our ruffians. Precio shows up and he again gives them like his little aside, like do this, do and this. Peer pressures. Yeah. And he basically gives them the idea to trip Santa. We hear this weird again, beep, boop, 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 beep, beep, beep. beep. <laughs> this flash of light comes at them from the sky and scares. I was the- like, is Santa bombing the kids? <laughs> I don't know what's happening. Or was that a heavenly thing? I no, have no it idea. Like a full on like lit firework. Yeah. Somebody chucked it over to the kids, and I don't yeah. know if that that was like meant to be like oh a light with sound because later on the kids are like did you that light blinded me and the sound made me deaf or whatever and it's like girl that huh? looked like a bomb. Yeah, they were, so Santa bombs these kids basically <laughs> to scare them, and they're like we should go home. Because I bet you Santa let, left us a gift. <laughs> no, you, no, he did not. So they do go home. They find coal in their shoes. And then Precio again, boop, appears out of thin air. He starts to like make them blame each other. The little one is straight up like, Tu no seas marica, ahora aguantate. It's just, <laughs> these kids it's- are bad little shits. Precio makes them think that they're like kicking each other. They start to fight, yeah. and that is the end of the story for our ruffians. Yeah, they don't even like learn a lesson or anything. They just decide no. to punch each other in the face with a fucking coal lump in their shoe. And Precio straight up says, These are my kids, and that's it. Like, these are just going to be bad Depressing. kids. So <laughs> we cut back to our Santa Claus. He's climbing into another chimney, and then Precio sees that Santa's ladder leading up to his sleigh, you know, is just kind of floating there. So he climbs up the ladder. Precio st- tries to steal the reindeer, but they will not obey him. Santa comes back up, doesn't notice that Precio was there, but he's like, oh, I smell sulfur again. Should probably get out farts. of there. <laughs> I smell some farts. <laughs> and then uh, Precio magically has some scissors. He cuts open Santa's bag of powder magic bag. sleeping powder. And at one point, Santa also spits back and spits yeah, and gets into him in the Precio's eye. face. <laughs> and then as Santa flies off in his sleigh, his magic disappearing flower comes tumbling also. out. So he is sans flower and no dream powder. So you're in trouble, dude. You're in yeah, trouble. Yeah, you've lost all your Merlin powers. We cut to the next house. <laughs> Santa. We see Dante the dog. My favorite. So Santa, he comes into this house. You know, he he walks by Dante the dog in his little dog house. And he can't make Dante fall asleep. And he cannot disappear out of there. And Dante's chasing him and running after him. So Santa climbs into a tree. But Aesio shows up and is like, you are so screwed. I'm going to wake everybody up. And they're going to find you. That's it for you. That's it for you, Santa. And then the sun's going to come up, and your reindeer is going to turn to dust, and you're going to starve to death because you don't like to eat smoke and alcohol, you dick. This kind of bounces back and forth here a lot. So, Precio... Yeah, this was... Bouncy. Bonkers. We're in this homeowner's house that, you know, Santa is in the tree of now in the backyard or whatever. Yeah. And Dante's owners. Yeah, Dante's house, basically. So (laughs) Precio is whispering in the ear of everybody who's in the house. He's like, hey, there's a murderer outside. There's a robber. Wake up. And Each one gets a different thing. So the dad gets, there's a murderer. The mom, who's sleeping in a totally different bed because 1950s, they're like sleeping separately. Mm -hmm. So dad gets murderer. Mom gets robber. Grandma, like, he literally Police. picks up the phone and is like, there's a fire. 
And mm-hmm. uh, like, holy shit. Oh, no, no. She says police. Police. Grandpa gets fire. And he literally then uh, Precios blows into the receiver of the phone and like a huge flame on the other line with the cop or firefighter gets like explodes out of his phone receiver and they're like holy shit we gotta go to this house and so everybody wakes up the dad is uh, honestly really funny and like kind of a goofy the <laughs> dad situation was the best i so thought good. he was so funny sadly he's only in this movie for four seconds for, yeah the crazy dad nailed it yeah while precio is waking up everybody in the house we have kind of been cutting back to santa space lab because santa's like merlin <laughs> what's his name <laughs> merlin 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 he's calling up pedro has heard santa pedro. up in his space lab so pedro goes to get merlin <laughs> merlin comes <laughs> Hopping to Clomping the thing in. while the family's like gathering in the living room trying to decide who's going to go where because still Precio is trying to instigate them to do something. You know what yeah. I mean? And Santa in the meantime is outside talking, screaming to Merlin. And he's like, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? Merlin is like, oh, what, what can he use versus dogs? cats yeah so he, he names a bunch of like the opposite of he's like mm-hmm. when there is darkness you need light when you are thirsty you need water when you have a dog you need mm-hmm. ooh, 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 a cat and so yeah. santa reaches into his bag pulls out a cat toy and chucks it at dante and then that toy turns into like a robot on wheels and just <laughs> wheels itself away and right. Dante speeds after him. And so Santa is able to escape the tree prison. At, and at this time, though, like as this is happening, the firefighters and the cops have all been arriving. But the family right. has come outside. For some reason, the firefighters soak them with their hose. <laughs> yeah. And then they also see like kind of where Precio was standing. There's smoke there. So they shoot their hose over there too. They soak Precio and Precio goes running off to get hypothermia or sorry, to get pneumonia, I guess is what the voiceover says. And that is the end of Precio. End of Precio. Good riddance. And um, uh, Merlin, (laughs) keep wanting to say Merlin. (laughs) Merlin, he's like, hey, hurry up. You need to get back up here. It's almost first light, but Santa insists. He says, no. He's like, I got one more. Somewhere to go. So we see that the magic flower has landed near Lupita's house. The mom and Lupita are sleeping inside and we see kind of Santa's ladder floating by the window. There's a knock at the door and in comes beautiful mustachioed husband. The most beautiful dad. Oh my goodness, the mom says, anything? He responds, nope, no work. So it's not that they're not trying, they're trying to make this work. Lupita then wakes up and she says, Santa came and he said he loved me, but that he couldn't stay to chat because his reindeer were going to turn to dust. (laughs) And the mom responds, yes, of course, baby. But, you know, just go back to sleep. Keep dreaming your lovely dreams. Lupita says, oh, that was just a dream. So there's no doll at the door. And And the mom says, maybe next year. The mom is just like. Oh, uh, I feel so for, for this What mom. do I do for this kid? Right. She's just like, maybe next year, honey. Like, maybe things will be better next year. She's right. being so sweet. But Lupita gets out of bed because she the knows she goes outside. tiny little gal. 
She's so sweet. She goes outside, and right outside the door, there is a doll for It's a big doll. It's, it's her like size. Almost her size. It's her fucking so size. The parents are both shocked. The mother straight up does the, the, the sign, sign of, of the, the cross, the cross and, the on her. Santo. and then Lupita goes to the window and says, Look up at the star in the distance. That is Santa's palace. There goes Santa. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Santa Claus. Aww, it's so sweet, this honey. baby. We again see kind of like a flash of light rocket thing flying yeah, off, which I suppose same, is... It looked like the, the bomb same, that he sent to the yeah. other kids. But now I guess it's, it's supposed to represent Santa? his sleigh, sure. you know, flying off. We see him approaching his crystal kingdom. And then that's basically the last shot of our movie, aside from what looks like kind of like an embroidery that says, Blessed are those who believe, for they shall see God. Peace on earth, goodwill toward men. Merry Christmas. Which I was like, <laughs> why are the final cards in English? Why? Right, they're in English, everybody. They're yeah. in English. And that is the end of the our end film. The end of our film. So here we are. Hello. <laughs> Let's uh, get into our trivia because I think we've got some pretty fun stuff this week, but I'm afraid that we have the same stuff. <laughs> I'm, I'm <laughs> going first. Okay, miss, you do your thing. Get into it. <laughs> So the reason why, well, this is an this is an assumption of why why the t last title card is in English. So mm -hmm. this movie came out in 1959. I found this information, by the way, on a in a cool article by Brian Thomas at nightflight.com. And the title mm. of the article was Made in Mexico. The 1959 movie Santa Claus has Santa, Satan, demons, the Wizard of Wizards, Merlin the Magician, and more. So, René Cardona made this film. It was very popular in Mexico. And Kay Gordon Murray, who was uh, an American film distributor slash promoter, he mm -hmm. often picked up Mexican films. And he was, he was known as the King of the Kitty Matinee. And so he, like, often got movies from Mexico and, like, made them into, uh, dubbed them into English. The English mm -hmm. version, he's the narrator of. Uh, yes. And he he basically brought it to the U.S. He removed, in the beginning of the movie, on in, U in the YouTube version that at least that I saw in Spanish, you see the title cards with all the actors the names and who they play. When they brought mm. it to the U.S., they removed that part of it. So all the actors go uncredited in the American version, which is fucked. Rude. It's very rude. So that so when they dubbed it and made it an American film, I'm assuming at the end is when he added that Merry Christmas English stuff. The movie kept being re-released periodically in the 60s and the 70s, and it remained in circulation in the United States for like 20 years after it first came out. René Cardona also made a film uh, before Santa Claus called Pulgarcito, which is also mm -hmm. known as Tom Thumb. And Pedro, our tiny little Mexican helper, played Tom Thumb. And if you see in the oh. beginning of the credits, you see his actor name, and in parentheses it says pulgarcito so they were like <laughs> in case you don't know this little guy pulgarcito, we got a little star in here yeah because 
Pulgarcito was a runaway hit in Mexico for a long time. So he was like, I'm going to bank on this little motherfucker and I'm going to put his ass in this insane film. Being that it was often like re-released and all that stuff and it actually was kind of a big hit in the U.S., it still plays now often in like um, TMC, the... Is that what it is? TMC? TCM? TC, TCM. Turner Classic Movie. Turner Classic TCM, Movies, yeah. yes. Uh-huh. It won the Golden Gate Award for Best International Family Film at the San Francisco International Film Festival in 1959. Thank you, San Francisco, for acknowledging <laughs> films from Mexico. Um, but then it came back into like pop culture when Mystery Science Theater 3000 covered it in 1993. Mm-hmm. And it was so popular that Precio, a.k.a. Pitch, reappeared on the show. Like, one of the writers from Mystery Science Theater would dress up as Pitch, and the, he would he would became a reoccurring character on Mystery Amazing. Science Theater. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. You know, I've never seen that show. I also, I remember seeing it on TV every now and then, mm-hmm. and I was like, I don't understand why these people are talking over this movie. Like, I don't. Yeah. It's, which Can you is, stop talking? <laughs> Which honestly, but apparently it's a hit. Oh, Huge. people are nerds over Mystery Science Theater. And I feel like mm-hmm. it's definitely something I would like to, too. I love, like, podcasts about movies. Hello, this kind of stuff Hello. is the best. Yeah. So I bet you I could definitely get into it now. Yeah, um, but it's back something then we would I, appreciate. Yes, yeah, but back now. then I mm-hmm. didn't get it. And finally, my last little... Oh, no, no, I have two more. The episode of Mystery Science Theater 3000 on Santa Claus may be the origin of the phrase nightmare fuel because of that animatronic Santa at the storefront, <laughs> uh, which is really, really great. And I tried... We've re- used... <laughs> Nightmare fuel in this podcast. Yeah, I tried really hard not to use it in this so that I could reveal at the end. But yes. that's really cool that, you know, that's where so that cool. came from. And my final piece of trivia is uh, Rene Cardona cast Jose Elias Moreno, who plays our Santa Claus, as a deranged scientist in the horror film Night of the Bloody Apes, also known as La Horripilante Bestia Humana, which is a movie we're obviously going to cover in the future. Gotta see. Yeah. So. Gotta see that. There you go. Thankfully, I mean, we had something similar. I saw the nightmare fuel thing, which was like, I can't, I can't, I can't win, cannot wait to talk about this <laughs> because we've used it before and, uh, you know, it's just so cool. I had yeah. no idea. Wouldn't even have thought Never. about, like, the origins of where that came from. Yeah. So that is so cool. Let's see here. Okay, so I'm going to talk a little, about, a little bit about Kay Gordon Murray. Cool. Who you talked a little bit about. Here we go. I think you're really, really going to like this. You know I Let's love Let's not talk about him too shit. much. Yeah, yeah, He's a white right. guy. We don't care. <laughs> okay, Kay Gordon Murray was an American movie producer of the late 1950s through the early 1970s chiefly known for his shrewd tactic of picking up the rights to foreign, more often than not Mexican, films on the cheap and redubbing and repackaging them for American audiences. Now that's fucked up. Yeah. In the 1960s, Murray was known as the king of the kitty matinee, blah, blah, blah. You said that. Murray also marketed many of the Mexploitation Luchador films. Oh my God, El Santo. Such as Santo films popular in Mexico 
changing Santos' name to Samson and dubbing them in English. Wow. I looked desperately to find, like, if there were a bunch, the only ones I could find, and these are translated, are Samson versus the vampire women uh-huh. and Samson in the Wax Museum, which would be Santo Y las versus, mujeres vampiro, uh-huh. which we have and on then, our list. Perfect. And then Samson, eh, or I'm sorry, Santo in the Wax Museum, which would be in el Museo de Cera. Mm-hmm. I was like, holy shit. And if I'm not if I'm not mistaken, uh-huh. I remember doing the research for El Santo that, you know, they made 54 movies or something like that. And then the yeah. dubbed version, there's a lot smaller of a number yes. of it. And apparently it was this fucking guy. This shady dude. Yeah. So it says here, he had a talent for smooth talking the authorities. He just sounds like a real, like, you know, it was back in the day. So it was like, hey. Hey, see, what are you talking about? You know. Guy. What are you doing? Hey, How about know. I buy your movie rights and then sell it to Hollywood in Los Angeles, California? You're going to make a million dollars, but maybe only 500000 because I'm going to take 500000 of that. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so that is K. What the fuck is his name? That is K. Gordon Murray. So by the 1930s, Murray was using his circus friends' various connections to aid a casting director to hire little people to act as munchkins in the 1939 MGM movie, The Wizard of Oz. Wow, okay. Crazy. Weren't they horribly treated? And weren't they like underpaid? Oh, I'm sure it was not well done. I don't know, honestly. I don't know. Last but not least, this is not a fun fact, but I searched everywhere Mm -hmm. to find out more about Lupita Quesadas. Uh She's the one who plays little Lupita. All I could find was that she was in one other movie called El Sordo. And then I found a picture of her as an adorable older little lady. But that was it. I was like, <laughs> tell me about her life. What did she do? Hopefully what did she, she I could not thrived. Find. I hope she did. It sounds like since she was only in two films that she probably lived, you know, not a Hollywood lifestyle yeah, or whatever. Yeah, uh, if, if fucking Kay Gordon, whatever the fuck, was being a slimy piece of shit with movies, I doubt that they got mm-hmm. any kind of like money from that at all would be shocked if she made anything like residuals or anything they didn't even credit her yeah they didn't even credit her but i would i was hoping to see that she at least had like i was hoping to find her credits as a mexican actress like if she had done anything like that but it sounds to me like she was so young yeah her parents probably were like this is enough (laughs) be in a movie and then as she got older she realized that Maybe it wasn't for her. I'm assuming here. I have no idea, but I couldn't find anything else about her. And that is it for me. Fun. So here we are. Would you like me to uh, ask you some questions? questions. Eileen, were you scared by this film? No, but there were elements of creep factor that I did not, that made me feel uncomfortable and like, ooh, 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 ooh. But Mm -hmm. in general, no. Agreed. What about you? The unintentional, creepy imagery was weird, old and weird. Yeah. But no, I was not scared. Mm. Uh, well, what was your best scare? <laughs> For me, it was the dancing dolls. Because it was too fucking many of them. I, I The face in the front and the face in the back. I was... It, I No, 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 no. No. Same. <laughs> Absolutely the same. Who was your favorite character? It's a mixture between Lupita and Pedro. Pedro, just because I thought he was also incredibly cute. And I think, (laughs) 
I just really loved him saying por si las moscas, just because his little face was like, I don't know, man, I think you're an old fart and you're going to forget. Yeah. <laughs> you're going to need this. Yeah, but, um, but Lupita was just like her little face when those women were dancing around her as dolls. She was <laughs> terrified. Yeah. But you know what? I'm going to give it to my to my guy, Pedro. I think mm-hmm. I loved him for because he 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 nailed. So I'm gonna go mm-hmm. Pedro. Yeah, he knew what was going on. Yeah, I'm gonna give this to two characters. Okay, I'm gonna give it to Lupita just because she is so adorable, and you know she was a child. She was a child who like it's almost like she didn't realize she was in a movie, so it was like yeah. watching a real reaction. Like, yeah, yeah, exactly. And I'm going to give it to that foolish, scared husband who was in the movie for five seconds because <laughs> oh, I shit. thought he was yes, funny. Yes, <laughs> he was so good. Yeah, totally. Good Two call. Two seconds. And you know what? I'll give it to hot husband as well because he was hot. Just for being so fucking hot. Oh. Woo. Watch the movie for that guy for, for like so short. Yeah. What was your What was your best line? Por si las mojas. And he, I think he delivered it. So, por si las mojas. <laughs> <laughs> What about you? I really love the lines between Lucifer and Precio when Lucifer tells him, you got to do this stuff or you're going to eat chocolate ice cream. And Precio says, but my digestion, that was funny. (laughs) Um, But I'm going to give it for real to Lupita basically saying, no, I'm a good little girl 500 times. Yeah. Because that's the basic moral here. Yeah. She's a good girl. Be good and hopefully you will be rewarded, which isn't necessarily true, but I get it. Like, that is the moral of the story here. Yeah. Be good. Best death? Don't even have to ask this, but I'm curious to see if you came up with something. I mean, for me, it would be when they hosed down uh, Precio. I thought that was, I mean, the only time that somebody kind of got what they were, you know, got the ends to their means. That's not the phrase. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, sure. When they hose his ass. Got their comeuppance. Yes, yes. He like got hosed down and he scurried away. And I was like, sure, why not? Okay, I'll give it to that too. Because I wrote, (laughs) nobody died. (laughs) Nobody died. Did you learn anything about this culture? Not really. I mean, even when they were showing all the countries, there wasn't a lot to learn from there. And... I mean, it's not like they were like, this is how Mexican Christmas is. It's, I mean, even if I'm not mistaken, Mexican Christmas, like Santa Claus isn't really, wasn't really even a big thing back then. It's, it was more Mm -hmm. of a Los Tres Reyes Magos is when you get gifts, which is the three wise men, which happens in January. So you, that's when you in Mexico officially get gifts and stuff is you you leave little hay for their camels and all kinds of stuff and you have a roca and all that shit mm-hmm. and so I, no i guess i didn't no me either <laughs> i'm going to say hard no yeah hard yeah. no how many ooies are you going to give this movie i'm going to give it one ooie <laughs> shit okay just right. because in general not a lot of spooks and I think because it was like accidental spooks, like like just stuff that you're supposed to enjoy and it turns out to be creepy. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I'm gonna give you a single ooey, Santa Claus. I'm gonna give it two. <laughs> and I don't even think I have to explain. Like yeah. it's just not very good. 
It's just not very good. I'll give it a two. (laughs) I will say there was a charm to it, like an old 1950s golden era vibe to it like the the fancy mom and her look was really fun and like the sets being so grandiose was really fun to see and not for nothing that santa was a decent santa like it was classic santa a classic santa so as, as i wouldn't mind i wouldn't do it every year but i feel like every every blue moon if I got a wild hair up my ass, I'd be like, you know what? Mm-hmm. Let's watch this insane fucking thing. Because it would be like, yeah. get, get stoned and watch it. And it would be a perfect It's totally fun time. the kind of thing that you would, to a friend, say, have you ever seen this crazy ass yes. movie? No, we got to watch it. Like, I would never tell anybody, do not watch this. I would say, watch this. Yeah, yeah. Just because I don't think it's very good doesn't mean I don't think people should watch it. You absolutely should to see the ridiculousness it's, of this of this movie. It's a perfect film for like if you're having uh, fingers crossed knock on wood in the future if you're having mm-hmm. like a holiday party it'd be great mm-hmm. to like have in the background playing just to see like insanity what is that in the background yeah like what the Mm -hmm. fuck have with your nog with your like Mm -hmm. edible fucking christmas have a fun drink yeah (laughs) Yeah. so you know in general it gives you the vibes it's weird enough to be entertaining so check out santa claus when you can give yourself the gift of what the fuck and uh, absolutely enjoy yourself and have a merry christmas yes (laughs) well here we are we did it happy holidays to everyone happy holidays may are i mean when this comes out we will be a few days away from new years and uh fingers crossed that it's fucking better I'm really hoping for a better 2021. I mean, I will say doing this for the last few months of the year really like gave me a little bit more purpose into my daily like, life. And it gave us something to do. Gave us something to do. Something fun. Yeah. It I we're we learned so much and are continuing to learn. Fun, wonderful opportunities come out came out of it, which is really great. Mm-hmm. And it's just, it's been a lovely delight enjoying them, these hilarious, spooky movies with you. And I'm looking forward to continue doing that in the new year, Jonathan. Me too. (laughs) I cannot wait. I'm so looking forward to it. Not just with you, but with like our listeners and hopefully future listeners. And Mira, we just want to have fun. We're so happy you're here. We're so happy you're here. And uh, let's keep getting scared in Spanish. Is this our, this will not be our last of. Of the year? Yeah. No fucking way. Wow. Great. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Well, happy holidays. Happy New Year, everyone. Let's nail it. Let's think positive. We got this. We got this. Um, (laughs) Hey, Johnny, I love you. I love you too. Happy holidays. Ho, ho, ho. Feliz Navidad. King, king, king. Feliz Navidad. Feliz Navidad. Prospero año y felicidad. Hey, hey, hey. hey. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> <laughs>
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, Lil. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.